The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. We're doing downtown. We're going downtown. We're going downtown. We're going downtown. We're going downtown. 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 Welcome. Cat Cloud Podcast here to help you ring in the weekend like a boss with Alex Mars. Yeah, that's me. What up? He's back. What up? He was y'all? talking about wholesale. We're here. Well, first of all, it's Friday. This will probably be released today. Happy Friday, Friday. to everybody. Great Friday in the world. How's your Friday, Sam? Sam has no comment on Friday. Who's that? Oh, Sarah. How's your Friday, Sarah? So good. Give her the microphone. She said it's so good. Let's see what more she has Let's to say. Let's get a real one going. It's literally so good, though. So good. That was that was the worst <laughs> microphone voice ever. I'm so sorry. Speak louder. So good. Get closer. Yeah. How's your weekend? Well, it's great. Thanks wow. for asking. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh. This is great. Holy smokes. Yeah. Brilliant. And that's how we do it here on Friday. <laughs> Alex had the opportunity a couple weeks ago. Now was it? Yeah, about two weeks ago. With Chuck Jack, aka the Chuck, to go down to Anaheim with and his they family. Oh, and his family, yeah. Jen Jack and Phoenix Jack. Shout out. Shout out to the Phoenix. She's got her little little kit together, you know, running around like kids do. Yep. Doing whatever they do, thinking about stuff. And took a class at the Disney Institute. And this is the second time we've gone to the Disney Institute to take a class. So we're sending different groups. You didn't go last time. No. Charles did not go last time either. It's his first time, right? First time for both of you. Sweet. So, and Jared and I went with Tanner and Kristen before we took um, employee engagement class, and you guys took leadership excellence, Disney's according a- to Disney. <laughs> according to Disney. Leadership <laughs> excellence, according to Disney. Speaking of Chuck, there's Chuck with a Euro delivery no, right here. there. Chuck, Chuck said he's not here. He's lying. Chuck's claiming, I see him. Chuck's claiming no go. I see him in his suit. Oh, Chuck's got money, too. Holy crap. So we talk a lot about um, continued education and just kind of learning things wherever we can and taking classes, going to seminars and stuff like that. So I kind of want to dig in a little bit because we spent a lot of money on it. So right now, it's going to be the live fire question. Is it even worth it? What's happening? And how did it work? So talk about the format first. Like you got there and what? Where yeah, was totally. it? And how did it work? Yeah, so it's at Disneyland. So it's in one of the hotels at Disneyland, um, which was pretty cool. So you get to walk in, and then um, they have basically just like a big conference room set up. And um, there were about 50 other people in attendance this day. And you're sitting at a bunch of big round tables. And um, yeah, you kind of just sit wherever. And um, 
there's two Don't folks. let the mic drift too far. Oh, the mic drift. Mic drifting. Uh, can you oh. hear me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's two folks that pretty much lead the operation, and um, they have been at Disney for a long time. One of them for like 35 years. That's Bruce. Bruce. And then the other one's been there for a while as well. Uh, Ryan. A while. <laughs> a while. His name's not years. important. His, his <laughs> tenure's not important. Pales second, in comparison to Bruce. Second best. You're, you're whatever. First um, loser. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty much the day is broken up in between a kind of classroom setting, like where they just dig into a bunch of concepts about how they run their operations at Disney and specifically related to leadership development. And um, in the second half of the day, you get to go on like a mini walk through the park and they bring you to one of the, one of the places. Um, what is it? What was it called? I forgot. The magic kingdom. Disneyland. <laughs> the magic kingdom. <laughs> uh, it's called Disneyland. Anybody ever heard of it? Um, they bring cave. you to a behind the scenes kind of area where you can really see what they talk about in action. I think we so. went to two different places. Oh, okay. So you went to, well, I'll let you talk about where you went, yeah, but yeah. they took us to the place where they check out all of their outfits and costumes. That's right, yeah. Which I thought was pretty impressive. So it's pretty interesting because you have all of the costumes in the park that the people that are working there wear, except for the character costumes. Oh, wow. So the character costumes are in their own room, and nobody sees them except for the people who are playing those characters. And the level that that goes to is that Bruce, in his 35 years of being there, has never been inside that room. Wow. Because he's like, there's no reason for me to go. I'm not even allowed in there. Yeah. I've been here for 35 years. What's their, what's their motivation for uh, running it that way? I think it's something about like keeping the mystery and the magic and yeah. like the less people that see like people getting dressed or into character, the better. So gotcha. the more you have more people just seeing the character come out and you're like, oh, that's Snow White or that's Mickey Mouse. And it, you don't know right. unless you're the person that's in that costume. You don't even know who's in the costume. Yeah. Like, unless you're scheduled for that. That's pretty cool. So we saw the room where all the other, like, character, like, the other park costumes are made. And it's pretty funny because you go check out stuff, like, huge, as you can imagine. And you put on your outfit that is scripted for you, depending on, like, what ride you might be working. So you're working the Matterhorn, you wear a certain getup. So you get your Matterhorn, like, slacks and suspenders and shirt or whatever. And then... You like check everything out. You like scan, grab everything, and then you mm -hmm. walk through this like metal detector looking thing, yeah. and it automatically scans every piece of clothing that you have on. So you don't even have to check it out. And That's it, amazing. It ties it to you. Yeah. And then you bring it back and you just dump it in a garbage chute, check it back <laughs> in. That's awesome. So nothing ever goes missing. It's pretty <laughs> impressive to see the organization behind like the uniforms. Right. Yeah. I had the same experience when we visited our uh, offstage area, as they call it, um, which is the terminology we use too, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they brought us to where all of the food carts live um, every night. So, so it's just a big warehouse, just kind of a standard warehouse operation. But um just the level of organization was very impressive and just like you could tell that there was a lot of intentionality behind every single thing that they were doing and why they did everything that way. Um, tape on the floors telling you exactly which cart number is supposed to go in which spot in the warehouse so that it's just like super streamlined and super easy for an employee to figure out what they have to do. Um, when they're taking the carts out and um, they also brought us to like 
I mean, that's behind the scenes, but then they brought us to like the office that kind of runs that operation and just tells uh, basically the office where all of the food cart employees go to figure out like what they're serving that day and where they have to like station themselves and all that stuff. So pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Even those two things, so I didn't get to witness yours, but me seeing mine, kind of plug into things that we do every day. Right. So you mentioned the first one is the show, yeah. to where we use like the onstage, offstage terminology, and when we're on, we're putting on the show, and anything that doesn't accentuate the show, contribute to the show, stays yep. offstage. So in our cafe, those things are anything that has to do with money, counting tips, um, yeah prepping food items like if we prep in like the avocado spread for the avocado toast or like the ricotta or the goat cheese like all that stuff happens backstage right any talking about any problems or issues that you may have whether it's you know everybody has like bad days mm. and it's okay to come to work when you're having a bad day but you can't bring that bad day with you onto the floor i never have a bad day i don't know what you're talking about Damn, you son of a good bitch. Good days every day. <laughs> good days every day. Positive vibes. I've been having one good day for uh, every bad day, so I'm 50-50 <laughs> right now. 50-50 is all right. I'm 100% 50-50. It's pretty hot. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, technically in school you're failing, but, uh, you know, but life is life, different. You're just a normal human being. Hey, you're just living your life, You're man. living that average success rate. <laughs> half. I want half. <laughs> but, yeah, talking about any of those feelings, that all stays backstage yeah. and... Also encouraging people like you can talk to us or you can talk to your coworker as long as you do it away. And also great example of that today. Um, Cheryl's one of our employees. She's, she said this morning she's just having like a rough morning and she's kind of having a hard time like keeping it together. And then she was like, "Hey, Jer, can we talk for a second? And Jer was there for her. And Jer the was rest there of for her me. day was great. And she nice. was like, "Oh, I'm so glad I got to let that off my chest." Jer's know? there for everybody. Yeah. Like, when is Jer not there for everybody? <laughs> Jeez. Jer, yeah, where are you, Jer? I think of time, yeah. I miss you, Jer. Where are you? Where are you? Jer is everything. We have a third microphone here. It's we have a third microphone just waiting for anybody there. who might want to come in. <laughs> come on, bring your friends. The other thing that is like an offstage thing that we talk about all the time that is like my pet peeve that I really drill into at orientation is remarking on coffee quality. Mm. And basically... There's nothing negative said ever on the floor about any of the coffee quality. Yeah. So I don't know why this happens in coffee, and I don't know why baristas do this, and I think maybe it's well-intentioned, but you see a lot of like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know, it's tasting kind of weird today, or oh, yeah, I was pulling it at like 23 seconds, and like, yeah, it was like a little bit big, or like, yeah, we just got this new coffee, it's not quite right, and I'm just like, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. That's like... It doesn't happen here. Everything that we serve is awesome. And everything is awesome. Some people are like, well, if you communicate to the customers and let them know like why it's taking a while to get your espresso, and I'm like, why should it take a while? Yeah. And so I use the hamburger analogy for orientations, which is like if you went to a restaurant and got a hamburger, <laughs> sat down at your table, waiter came out, what do you want? I'm gonna have a hamburger, cool, right on. They went back. And then they came back in five minutes and said, yeah, so there's some complications with your hamburger. Like, <laughs> we got a new kind of meat in. The chef's, like, not really familiar with it. And the bun's, like, not toasting quite right. But I think it's going to be okay. And the fries <laughs> might be, like, they're, they're not as crispy as they were yesterday. But they're still pretty good. Like, do you still want it? <laughs> you, would you pay for that ham? Because I would. I'd be like, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, I'm, like I don't want this hamburger. Yeah. And I think the same thing applies to coffee. 
Where it's, you know, it's really not that hard to make amazing espresso. Right. If you have consistent roasting. Um, Yeah. There is a a recipe that puts you in the ballpark, and then you can tweak from there. But everything inside that recipe, assuming you're following fundamentals, is good. So any conversation about coffee quality is off stage. Right. And you're encouraged to have that if you come in and you taste something that's weird. And you're like, okay, the brewed coffee tastes a little bit watery or something doesn't taste quite right i'm doing everything that i know correctly what do i do you can come find somebody off stage and be like hey i think maybe like i don't know what's happening right something's wrong with the brewer programming yeah. and you know but never on stage never in front of customers yeah definitely because there's that magic that happens like people don't want to hear that crap kills the buzz people don't want to hear like come and pay a lot of money for coffee and hear why you can't do a good job yeah Jeez. Then we're just a bunch of nice people in a room that can't make good coffee. Just a bunch of idiots charging a lot of money for nothing. (laughs) And then the, I'll let you speak about this, but the food and like how the carts were organized and there's tape on the floor and everything has a place is something that we've been dealing a lot with in the roastery right yeah, now for sure. small space. Yeah. It's been really cool to see like kind of the evolution as we've, um, just been more and more intentional about like everything that we have been doing here in the roastery. So, um, just looking at it right now, I mean, it's, it's the end of a roast day. I'm looking around. So there's our buckets of roasted coffee and they are all stacked like perfectly. And literally, if you could see it, it's like amazing. All the handles are facing the same way. So it's like this row of handles attached to these buckets that are all like perfectly uniform, uh, which is super cool. Um, I love the way it looks because the there's small plastic buckets with the handle facing the same way, and there's bigger like bin type buckets also yeah. with the handle facing the same way, and the lids that are snapped on have the lid handles in the same way as the other handles. Yep, it's pretty psychotic. Yeah, it's pretty rad, and I mean, some people might look at this and be like, "Wow, somebody's like really OCD in here." Yeah, but I, I mean, it just creates like a lot of like psychological space. I guess it just it just looks very like freeing. I can tell the difference when I'm roasting in here and the place yeah. is clean and the buckets are perfectly aligned right. and it's so small in here yeah. that any little thing that brings peace and serenity like makes your work day way better. Yeah, definitely. Um and yeah, just looking around, I mean, um the bean shelf is looking pretty good. Like the beans are stacked on there uh or bags of beans, I should say. The coffee the green coffee is like amazingly organized and shout out to Grace for her organizational skill and uh, just kind of making sure there's a good place for everything. Um, And like one example of like show and just like on stage, off stage back here, I knew that one of our wholesale accounts was visiting today. Um, Shout out to Mars Coffee in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Um, but yeah, he came by today with his family, and uh, they're on vacation in California. And yeah, he just walked back here, and he was just like, wow, you guys do all of this in this tiny space? That's amazing. And uh, just like having it be show ready for him to be able to walk in and not have to worry about, Oh man, like this place looks like a mess right now. Just made a big difference. Yeah. Have it picture ready yeah. all the time. Picture ready all the time. And then we're super OCD about the workflow situation and that buckets live in a certain place. 
Right. Empty buckets live in a certain place. When you take them out, they go only in one place, and they go exactly back to the other place when you're done. It's uh, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. It's so easy to get sloppy in a roastery, too, because you don't really have customers there in line like waiting for you. Your right. customers are off-site. So it's a... It's not as present as a retail setting, but I don't know. Still applies. Disney food trucks for sure. Yeah, and like same with yeah, same with the food trucks. It's like customers aren't going to see that. Like no, no guest is going to see that. It's yeah, just... you could literally crunch them up in a warehouse, yeah. but it's just. I'm sure it would be a nightmare the next day. As it would be a nightmare <laughs> the next day if this place wasn't clean when we came in. Totally. We're primed for Monday, everybody. Yeah, we're ready. What are some things that you took home from the class or? I know that the class is like a whole day class. Yeah. It's like eight hours of Yeah, education. eight hours of learning, yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool. I mean, pretty much it's broken up into, I mean, mostly they're just talking about Disney and they're just saying like, this is how we operate. Um, really, they break everything down into values, mission and vision, like any kind of normal business course situation right um and they tie that into stories about ways or specific times when those things were very apparent um in disney's history so give an example you talked about one at the meeting about oh yeah employee values yeah there was one so um yeah walt disney is like a he was like a major figure obviously um he's just like a presence you know one of those people that like walks into the room and you're like oh man walt's here um <laughs> walt it's like schwarzenegger in the 80s <laughs> it's like you know what's going on when that uh, guy walks in exactly yeah but yeah so there's this ride that it's like a like a boat cruise thing jared would probably know exactly what Jungle it was cruise maybe i'm yeah. making this up jared so, where are you jared. i don't know anything Skype him in. Um, but yeah, so it's a boat cruise. And um, one day Walt Disney went and rode the boat. And um, at the end of it, he found whoever the manager is for that ride. And he like walked up to him and he said like, Walt had like both eyebrows raised because he was like really upset about his experience riding the ride. And um, yeah, basically he was just like, hey, son. Uh, this ride only took four minutes. It's supposed to be six minutes. What's going on? <laughs> and the the guy, the manager of the ride was just like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, man, we'll work on it and we'll, we'll get it ready for you. And the story goes that the, the manager just like worked on it for the next 24 hours with his team. Like they pretty much worked like round the clock and, figured out why the bride was only taking four minutes when it was supposed to take six. And, um, they were expecting Walt to come back the next day. Um, uh, but they didn't see him. And then weeks went by, they didn't see him. And then like a good, like two months later, Walt just kind of like strolls through and jumps on the ride. And sure enough, it went for six minutes and everything was perfect. And, um, he was happy. And they just gave the guy a big thumbs up. He was just like, <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> he just stoked him out. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just that speaking to one of their big values and also one of our big values, which is intentionality. And I probably already said that a few times. It's been my favorite word since that experience. It's one but, of the best words. Yeah. And just uh, he, the manager had let the ride kind of drift out of control and out of like what it was supposed to be. And he had to like rein it back in. 
Is there like a behind the scenes lesson there regarding trust or believing in the system that you set up in some sort of way? I guess so. I mean, I'm sure that it was passed on to him in a certain way that was probably not the way that he like let it get to, if that makes sense. Or uh, just like in the sense of like, if your boss comes in and is like, this is wrong, fix it, but then doesn't show back up for two months. And oh, yeah. Because like he feels confident that the situation is going to be remedied because a, hopefully he hired the right people right. or like set up a system that brings in the right type of people. And like also has a system that empowers people to know that like, I don't need to babysit you. Yeah. You totally got this for sure. I do think that that's part of it. And the other reason I think he waited for like a month or two is, um, it kind of, uh, takes a, takes away from what you just said, but was to just be like, all right, Anybody can do it like the next day, but like, let's see if he's really doing it like two months from now. Right. Are you fixing it just to show your boss that you did it or are you fixing it because you believe and that's the right thing to do and that's how the right should be? Definitely. Mm, That's a good point. That's probably more to the point. Yeah. Like, can you hang? But that definitely is like a big component of Disney's like leadership philosophy is like trust and basically just saying like all of the leaders have to be aligned with the company values in every way so that like if they ever leave, yeah, basically they can leave them with as much responsibility as they can Mm -hmm. and they can trust it. What are, is there, share something else that you brought home. So I was supposed to go to this class and I'm like super (laughs) bummed that I didn't get to go because things came up and I had to stay here and it was rad. Disney's not going anywhere. Disney's not going anywhere. I'm actually, I actually get to go next month. Nice. Yeah. They let me reschedule. That's awesome. They're pretty, they're pretty rad about it. Yeah. It's cool because managing people is probably the thing that I struggle with the most. It's like not my strongest point or I work really well by myself on projects and I get things done and I've never been like a manager in a past. Mm. I've been like, uh, like a trainer an educator head of a department, but managing a large group of people hasn't been my thing. Yeah. What did you take back with you in regards to managing other people? Yeah. Or just being Um, a presence as a leader. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really just, um, like the importance of communication and, um, just why, everybody on your team that you're managing needs to know at all times, first of all, your mission, vision, and values. That's like step number one. If you don't have that, then you got to get that like ASAP. You're just lost in the mix. Everybody has to know what's going on and why they're doing what they're doing. Right. If there's ever any point where your employees do not know why they're doing something, then yeah, basically it's, it's just not going to be as effective uh, you're going to have lots of holes in the boat that are just going to sink your ship eventually. Death boat. But that was like a big thing for me. It was just like, it's kind of obvious. Most of the things that they said were things that I was like, yeah, like, duh. Yeah. Oh shit. Like, of course that makes sense. It's no brainers, but it's nice to see it in action with yeah. a bigger company that's got some sort of like tenure and you can see their success. Right. Or you can see whether you like them or not, like how they're really effective at what they do to let you know that these things work. Because some people will talk about this stuff as like woo woo or just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, like my experience talking to business owners in the past is like basically who's got time for that shit 
I have to run a business. Like I can't yeah, go yeah, take yeah. this class. Like I don't have time to like sit down and like think about my mission, vision, values, make an orientation that makes sense and is like directly related to those things or train those things. Like yeah. I need to get people in the door drinking coffee and then like make money. I feel like you don't have time not to. Though. You don't have time not to. Yeah. It's freaking <laughs> insane. And it's like, dude, you are spinning your wheels so hard, yeah. like so hard. And just think about if Disneyland or Disney as a company in general didn't have those things and how right. much of a wreck would Disneyland be? Yeah. Like I asked you when you came <laughs> back, you're like, what's going on? You're like, dude, there's never any garbage at the park, like ever, yeah. which it's is crazy. Insane. Like cause... how many people like, how many people come through there every day? Like, I mean, I, you've got thousands of people in there. Like thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of people. Never trash. I thought about doing an experiment where I would like throw some trash on the ground and go like watch and see like how long it took for it to get cleaned up. But yeah, I didn't even want to do that because it was like I would have been the only person like throwing trash on the ground. Probably. Which is like a cool <laughs> testament to like the vibe that they set up. If you yeah. litter... You basically feel like an asshole, right? Because you're in such a pristine place, right? You're like, yeah. this place is clean. I mean, there's, there's no way I'm like messing with this. Definitely. But yeah, I think like taking the time will save you time. Yeah. And it is definitely hard and tricky. And like, I get it. Like, you own a business, you're doing like a million things at once, and right. It feels impossible a lot of the time, especially yeah. at first. I was like, wow, this is impossible. <laughs> How do people do it? Yeah, definitely. I don't get it. But you have to have a crew around you that can like kind of bring you up, and you have to be able to dish some of that off. And yeah. literally, the only way to dish off tasks effectively and know that they're going to get done is to view them through those lenses, right. like mission, vision, and values. Because if I tell you to like sell more coffee, or if I tell someone in the cafe to like make the latte art better, keep the cafe cleaner, yeah. or like be friendlier. They're like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and like, why? Like, I don't get it. Like, we're a coffee shop. Why do I need to focus on being friendly? Or like, why do I really right. need to clean off the table? Like, what? Like, how does this? And yeah. even for things that are like revenue generation, like, oh, sell more coffee. Like, why? Like, what's the big deal? Like, we're here. We sell totally. coffee. It's fine. Like, how does that impact the rest of us? You know, yeah. Actually, it has like a really big impact because it can fund like some of that external education that we do. It can fund people going to trips and being able to go to origin. It allows us to bring people with us and to go to things like SCAA. So you understand the whole time that you're working, there's not a doubt in your mind about like why you're doing this. Yeah. Like, why do I need to bust my ass? Definitely. Because of all these things. <laughs> because life. Yeah, for sure. This is kind of an aside, but one of my favorite situations that has happened here is when, uh, yeah, like basically a customer at our cafe turned into a wholesale account, like a pretty significant one, uh, Bardona in LA. Like guy came in and um, had a really good experience in the shop and everything was like on point. The coffee was good. People were nice. The cafe was like show ready. Everything was on fire. And then he like emailed us the next day to set up a wholesale account. And now they're like a big thing for us. Did you see him when he came in the first no, time? I didn't. Right? Yeah, even more amazing. I was, I think it was on a weekend. I wasn't even like here, and um, it's just super cool. <laughs> yeah, testament to the staff. Yeah, you know, if you know someone's coming in, you're like, oh, we got to make it special. Like, right. turns out it's special all the time if you Definitely. do it the right way. Like when uh, Daniel from Mars Coffee came in today, I was like, the, his espresso is gonna be freaking great. Like, I just know everything's gonna be awesome. He's gonna have a great experience. People brought him water. And yeah, he was stoked. 
It's weird. Like back in the day, I used to like when customers would come in, wholesale customers, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like I'd go down to the coffee bar with them and like stand there the whole time and like <laughs> make sure everything's chill. Right. But now it's like, oh yeah, just grab a coffee. Just go get something. It'll be fine. I'll meet you outside. And yeah. We'll be there. It's pretty rad. Full blown. So would you say, obviously this is like a really quick snippet. Yeah. Worth going to something like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and really, even if you think you like know everything you need to know, um, just go, <laughs> just go and check it out. Cause it's just, I mean, Disney is like a force and, uh, they're obviously like a proven model that these things work. And the fact that they've been operating with the same like principles in mind for so long, um, and they're still around and not only are they still around, they're like crushing it like every year than ever. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, man, it's just great to see and, uh, great people to learn from for sure. I got really charged up less about the specifics of the class. Although those took a while to sink into me Yeah. because like you said, it was a lot of things you're like, yeah, dude, I know this, this is fine. Yeah. But being in a learning environment outside of work with a few people that you respect and work well with together. Mm. Like we were kind of charged up. Yeah, definitely. It was like, uh, get your brain going and like Tanner and Kristen just to see like them light up. And Jared was obviously like ecstatic cause he's just at Disney. Yeah. But there's something about the change of location and like doing something together. That was like pretty, pretty awesome for me. For sure. Yeah. And it was the best to like drive back from LA into Santa Cruz and like come straight to a meeting to a staff meeting because it was like, it just felt like, Oh, like I've got all these like things brewing in my head from that class. And now I just want to like be at this meeting and just be like, yeah, you were so like, pumped. This. You were freaking out. <laughs> you were like so psyched after a seven hour drive. Yeah. You were like, Oh, it's true. You're glowing, man. I was very excited. It was like a deep glow. I'm still, I'm still glowing from it for sure. Whenever I think about it and talk about it, I'm like, yeah, still reeling. They've got it figured we out. We got some big challenges. <laughs> update, yeah. roastery update. We hired three wonderful people to come roast coffee with us. One, two, three. One, two, three. Had their first week of training. It's Sarah, Jen, and Rachel. Yep. And they're all new to coffee roasting. And they work in the cafe. And we're doing a little cross training with them. So they're going to be kind of almost like liaison and representatives of the roastery and share information from the roastery to the cafe. And they all actually roasted coffee Yeah. last week, which was slash this week, which was awesome. It was pretty cool to see them take the helm and like adjust the airflow, watch the curve, like move the gas down and yeah. kind of get it. And I think they're all going to be fairly naturals. Definitely. They had like some pretty good initial impressions were good for sure. And that brings our roastery crew now to basically four roasters. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, Jen, Rachel, and Grace, who has just moved up to what we call a coordinator. And a coordinator is basically someone who's not a manager yet, but is trained specifically to train people on specific things. So if any of the three newer roasters have questions about roasting specifics, they can go to Grace Forum. Grace is also training them on order processing, fulfillment, how the coffee gets to the customer, yeah, and like why it's important to do the things that we do in the cafe, in the roastery too. So we had a little roastery orientation. 
definitely. It's been a, kind of a big week. It's it has been a yeah, <laughs> like a big week. It yeah. seems like it was like a month ago for sure. That was this week. Yeah, man. So we had three three hour sessions of training this basically this week. Um, one that was like kind of just like an orientation uh, for the roastery specifically, which was very cool. Uh, yeah, Chris did a really good job of like putting together a presentation about like the bigger picture of the roastery and why everything like matters and how basically like how our customers um, in the roastery are affected when we do the things we do. Right. Um, we have the service delivery model, the case model. Yeah. And how does that apply to customers who are offsite and not at the cafe? Exactly. Yeah. Um, nice collages of like signed invoices and Instagram posts and sick photos, happy people, visuals. Um, yeah. And then we did like a roasting, roasting day theory and hands on. Yeah. And then like a order processing and fulfillment day, which was very cool. And, um, everybody's like super great. I'm really stoked about the new crew. I'm freaking pumped out of my mind, dude. They're I can't. It's insane. Gonna, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> I'm like thinking about watching them roast and how they're killing it and Grace yeah. has been killing it and just what that team work style is going to allow like you and I to do because the workload is growing. So yeah. <laughs> we need to be able to have more free time and know the quality is getting done. And it feels so Great. good to have a team. Like we always had like one person in here in the past, but yeah, the energy is like hot when you keep the place clean and have like the good vibes flowing. Definitely. So I don't know if anybody shares roasters with the cafe, but so far we're beta testing it and it seems like it's going to be awesome. seems like the best thing ever. <laughs> also, if you're a barista, like I don't even care how much you love coffee and love making like customers happy. It's like, if you do it every day, for a long time, it gets tiring. And there's some yeah. days where you just want to tune out. So if you can take a few days and then do like a day of something else, it's like pretty healthy, I think. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I also like the idea of um, what we're going to do back here of kind of rotating shifts. So like first half of the day, you'll roast some coffee. The second half of the day, you'll bag Swap coffee. and bag, yeah. Because yeah. again, two cool things, but can be monotonous. Yeah, you can get burnt. And it's like in the cafe, you can kind of change jobs, which is cool too. You can be a barista, then you can be on reg, then you can, you know, you can dish and you can yeah. clean. But man, even those days when I roast all day, I'm like, okay, yeah. super tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Amping on that. Another thing that I have to really, really shout out that has absolutely nothing to do with us is our friend Evan Morris, who works at Vertigo Coffee as a barista. Real awesome dude. Vertigo let us roast coffee at their place while we were setting up. He's opening his own coffee shop. Ooh. He just started a GoFundMe. I'll put a link in the description. Wow. And Evan is, he's like seriously one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's like super passionate about coffee. He's insanely friendly and is just down to roll. And he's been talking about this for years nice. since I've known him. And is that Ryan's brother? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Nice. He saved up like a bunch of money on his own. He's been saving for like years and years and years. And it's still, you know, no matter how much you save when it's never enough, like not even close yeah. to enough, especially when you're, you know, in your 20s, <laughs> you just can't make that much money. Wait, <laughs> you can save money in your 20s? I didn't think that was possible. Apparently he did way better than me. He told me how much he saved. I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so he's going for it. He found a space that he's like, where is it looking good? Uh, Hollister. I think. Oh, okay. Where's yeah. Hollister? I don't even know. It's near... San Juan Batista, it's in that oh, okay. whole mix, but it, there's it's there's nothing over there. Nice. 
but it's like a pretty cool little weird community. Like we used to go to Hollister to ride dirt bikes. They have like an off-road vehicles park. <laughs> cool. So that was a place where my brother used to go romp. And then San Juan Batista where Vertigo is, is like this little mission town. So where you got Vertigo, they do like wood-fired pizzas and all kinds of foods. There's a a Mexican place that's owned by the same family that owns Manuel's here. Oh, which nice. is kind of our jam. Oh. But anyway, I know that a lot of people don't have a lot of extra money. So even if you can't contribute to his GoFundMe, again, I'll put the link down in the description. If you just click on that and like share it with as many people as possible, this is like a young independent dude who's just trying to go for it. And I just wish that I had respect what it takes. Like if I would have done that then, like I, I can't even respect so much respect. <laughs> like he's like way ahead of where like I was. And I think that's great. And it's amazing. It's awesome. It'll be freaking worth it. Give him the money. I'm going to give him some money. <laughs> I'm going to give him a few few high fives and maybe a few dollars, too. Give that fool some dollars, dude. Uh, <laughs> Alex, is there another nugget you want to leave anybody with? Is there anything Any that I haven't nuggets? asked you about Disney other that you nuggets. want to tell people? Uh, man, I no mean... No pressure. No, that's pretty much it. Like, just I'll just say that word one more time. Intentionality. 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 <laughs> Just say it over and over. Um, but yeah, just filtering. I feel like if you just think about that word and you go throughout your day and everything you do, you think about that word again. It's like it just refocuses you on what you're doing. Totally. I agree. It's a great value. But that's, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. So L- Live with a purpose, man. Live with purpose. Live it's better. Live with purpose. Live forever. Don't live, live your life in the live dark ages. Man. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. All Be right. a cool cat. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of the team. <laughs> this has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Thanks yeah. for listening. Hope all you characters have a good weekend. Okay, bye. Bye.